B2K podcast. This is the first official episode, I guess. There's going to be many more. And uh, 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 uh. today on, so G2K stands for getting to know. And today we're going to be getting to know Jason Wang, a.k.a. Osa. So Jason is from Taiwan and he moved to Toronto a couple of years back and he started off in the animation industry and now he's an up and coming what do you what do you call yourself now up and coming artist an up and coming artist in the music industry so but yeah yeah Welcome. so thanks man <laughs> it's a nice it's a nice city to live in yeah so you've been in Toronto for how long now Two years? Three years. Yeah. It actually I'm feels fine, like man. you've been here for longer than that. Really? I swear, yeah. Yo, because we've been through so much shit. I think so, yeah. Holy uh, fuck. So, Jason and I met at the animation studio that I work at currently. and um, But he's one of those guys where he, very open, outgoing, sat beside me. I introduced myself to him. And we had very similar interests across all boards of uh, like whether it was music, uh, likes, dislikes, art, taste, personality, mindset. And we hit it off. I'm like, yeah, this guy's cut from the same cloth that I am. And then and here we are. Here we are. So continuing to the first podcast. Yeah, it's the first of many. But so, yeah. Yeah, so like um, <laughs> three years ago, um, I was... I was actually living in Taiwan before I moved there for like 13 years. Mm-hmm. And then I was like studying art, um, learning animation. I was working in Taiwan for a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for some reason, uh, something happened. I was like, I decided to like just move to Toronto instead. So when you were younger, you went to an art school, correct? Yeah. yeah. And then, so when you were growing up in Taiwan, did you always know that you were going to choose that career path as far as like being an artist? Yeah. Because like my parents were both sculptors and then... So, so they're sculptors? Yeah. Like uh, physical sculptures. Yeah, like, like yes. actual physical sculptures. They sculpt like very um, very detailed um, Buddhas and then gotcha. they sell it all around the world. That's dope. Yeah. So they were doing that and then based off of that, so your parents were pushing you to go to an art school or is that is that common in Taiwan? or? No, it's not common at all. You yeah. know, so like everybody know how the like the Asian um, like Still culture is, right? Culture. It's like very like you know, get a job, uh, be a lawyer, teacher, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, pop babies, you know, have a nice family. <laughs> and then, but my parents were, were pretty, pretty hipster. And I, I was, like, fortunate enough to have them as my parents. And then, so when I found out that they went to the art high school, which was, like, called Fuxing, Fuxing Sanggong in Taiwan. Uh, it's a really well-known art high school in Taiwan. And then when I found out, I was like, yo, I want to I wanna go to that school, uh, that school too just to learn like everything because like they there's like they're famous for having students who, like graduate after high school right away and get a job mm-hmm. and then so yeah that was like one of my goals and so i did that and then so right out of high school we went to college university there too for art yeah yeah but and i was the... studying interior design so before that high school i was studying animation uh, okay and then after that i started studying interior design and i was like and then you worked at a couple of animation studios in Taiwan as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how was that like? Yeah. Animation studios were like pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, my very first job, we go to work at 10 mm-hmm. and leave at 3 a.m. Damn. And then you do that like routine every single day. 
And then even some of my leads, they even sleep there too. We just kind of fucked up. That's one of the reasons why I'm in Toronto now. <laughs> so whoever's listening to this from and Taiwan, yo, come to Toronto. It's nice here. <laughs> and that's because I guess they get projects that are outsourced to Taiwan, and then yeah, they. Because yeah. I guess the way the process works for people that don't know is um, companies go out and they reach out to different studios, and then the studios kind of give them a breakdown of, oh, we'll do this project for you in this set amount of time, and then so. Overseas companies are willing to put in that extra o- overtime, and they'll give them a time frame that's like pretty ridiculous. But then it leads to that where you're at work from ten to three yeah, in the morning. Exactly. Right. But then the difference is between like, uh, like here in Toronto, or like the studio that I'm at right now, and the studios in Taiwan, is that here they're focused on creating. Mm-hmm. They're focused on creating the project, making it look good, have a good story. And then for Taiwan, it's all about like. Showing, like, kind of like us right now, like the people on the other side that oh, we can do like really good models, mm-hmm. uh, focus on details, but that also requires a lot of overtime. But no, it's crazy when you look at the portfolios and the artwork from like China, Taiwan, and Japan, and all those yeah. places Yo, the because the work, so crazy. the work ethic, and the discipline that they instill there is like nothing in comparison to what the students do yeah. here. Yeah, like so I was looking at up. Uh, ZBrush portfolios of uh, students from China. Holy, yo, they were so And crazy. like crazy feature film quality just from students in the first year. Yeah. And which super is super competitive. Yeah, super competitive. But I guess that's what happens when you instill that type, that level of willpower and discipline to students. Yeah, and it's also mm-hmm. it's really interesting because like now I've been through like both sides. Yeah. Like the the side of like just like focus on create uh, creating, mm-hmm. and the other side of just like. Um, getting, um, getting work from uh, studios, right? And then it's very interesting how everything works. It's like it's even though we're working on the same thing, but what it requires is very different. It's right. like when it comes down to like um, creating, you're more focusing on what feels good. But then, here in Toronto, yeah, here in Toronto. Yeah. But then in Taiwan, it's all about how can you make clients happy. Right. It's such a different mindset. Are there companies in Taiwan that create their own IPs or no? They do, yeah. but they don't focus on that. Is like, it more structured towards yeah. like what? Outsourced. The like outs- okay. Yeah. It's always like us getting outsourced. Yeah. But wait, we... But do you, th- do you think I'll ever reach a point? Because I know like other places like Japan and stuff, they're known for like yeah. creating their own niche markets when it comes to animations, video games, all yeah. that kind of stuff. What, do you think Taiwan is going to reach that point or no? Mm, or I think possible because yeah. like there's a lot of like a lot a lot of talented um, kids right now. Yeah. Like like around like my age, they they were all like super talented, mm-hmm. and then they all want they all want to do their own IPs. Right. But the thing is that um, the culture there is a little bit different. Gotcha. Yeah. So is that the goal of like majority of the students there to like? come to tour, like come abroad to different countries or do they prefer no, to so, stay no there's just like what I was doing before like 10 to 3 a.m. yeah that's their that's their goal there's, that's oh. what they aim for after they graduate gotcha and then so they don't think about like coming to the actual where all these projects are being outsourced from they do they yeah, do they want do. to but yeah. it's really hard it's so difficult most of people they just settle down gotcha as where they are so what was your process like in terms of uh, coming from Taiwan to because you went to Vancouver right from yeah. Taiwan so what was that like? From Vancouver to Taiwan? So in terms of like 
the transition between being in Taiwan and Vancouver and Toronto. So the transition was it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes down to writing, oh, I suck at writing so hard. But it's all, it's also because of um, how I was brought up. So I was born in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was raised in Vancouver till I was grade three, and then mm-hmm. moved back to Taiwan. And then for 13 years. But in between, I was going back and forth. So I was like kind of like getting the hang of like English. And then I got some, I sent back to Taiwan. And I started getting hang of um, like writing Mandarin, but I didn't learn the foundation. Because like all the foundation was like grade one, grade two, and grade three for right. Mandarin, right? So I skipped all that. Okay. And then, uh, but now I'm like catching up. I just got a book. It's called like How to Spell. <laughs> <laughs> Still so fun. One, one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. So, and then so now you're in Toronto. You've been in the animation industry in Toronto. Well, all together for like, what now, four or five years almost? Yeah. But now you're slowly transitioning into more, becoming an artist, the music career. Yeah. So how is that transition treating you right now? The transition? Well, yeah. I'm going through that right now. So yeah. it's pretty interesting. It's like, like, once you reach to a point that you're on a high level in your career, mm-hmm. um, but then you decided to change your career, and that's when most people give up because mm-hmm. you have such high, kind of like ego now, like, yo, I know my shit for right. my industry. Right. And then now I gotta learn everything, start from the start, and then be like a junior again. It's kind of like, you adapt the mindset of, I know my shit already, so it's kind of hard to change, but mm-hmm. I kind of just try to avoid that and then just be like, Try to be like a kid, basically. Like, yeah. just well, that's the thing. Even as a kid, I noticed that too. Like with my brothers and like even me growing up, you kind of have that mindset where, like, let's say you see a really good artist, you assume that they've always been a really good artist. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. a very good musician. Like you don't kind of look into how much work and how much practice goes into it, right? Yeah. So a lot of people discount the fact that. Like, hey, you can actually get better at this. Like, yeah, some people are talented by default. Talented is bullshit, man. But talented is like, like you might like let's say I don't know if you're like Michael Jordan, like you have the physique. Like, if there's like limitations to specific things, like a athletic sport or something like that, that yeah. makes sense. But like, even though like Michael Jackson worked the shit. No, out. Michael Jordan. Like, oh. I, I'm not a, oh, 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 a seven Jordan. foot tall like yeah. basketball player. Like, they, I can probably do it, but they have an advantage, right? So, yeah. but when it comes to skills and like. I guess learning techniques and like all that kind of stuff. Like, if you have the mindset, the willpower, and the discipline, you can pretty much attain every anything that you put your mind yeah. to, depending yeah. on how badly you want it. Right. Yeah. And then these days, I'm realizing that more and more people they're like, I want to do this, I want to do that, but they're not breaking down the steps required in order to reach those goals or whatever it is that they aspire to, their dreams yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And um. But even in today's society, there's so many distractions and all that kind of stuff, and people are used to uh, instant gratification too. That's the problem too. Yeah. They want everything really quick, yeah. but they don't realize, like whether it's with uh, your sculpting skill or your art, your drawing, your artistic skill. Like when people see on the surface level, some people are quick to discount. They're like, yeah, this guy. Yeah, this guy's like gifted. He's gifted. He's gifted. Yeah. Nothing or even gifted, with man. even with music or piano or like your vocals and all that kind of stuff, people are like, oh, your Jason's gifted or whatever, and it's like. It's like, 
sure, you can look at it that way, but you don't understand what's happening behind the scenes, like how many hours he's putting in. Like when you go home and watch Netflix and play video games, he's like practicing, he's leveling up his skill. Um, and that's like that's one thing that I guess even younger generations need to understand that uh, most people, I guess, if you have that mindset, and it's literally discipline. If you choose to focus your attention and your energy on things that matter to you and lead you to follow your true passion in terms of like what you want to do in life, like those little steps accumulate and like that's yeah, all the micro goals. As yeah, the micro goals, the goals, like daily stuff. Like you wake up, you do something, even if it's like half an hour. Like even if like just something simple as like a, okay, you want to improve self development. Okay, get some self help books. Read half an hour a day. What's half an hour? Yeah, nothing. So if you do that over a month's time, that's like you'll probably be able to read like two, at least two books. And that in itself is going to shift your mindset and your perspective in terms of how you perceive reality in itself, right? And that's the thing. Like nobody reads. Like most people don't read like in terms of like they're very close-minded. They kind of – they're brainwashed by like what they're led to believe from parents or the people around the Instagram. them. Instagram, social media, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, you're going to be depressed and, like, you're going to have anxiety because you're looking all around you, all these people. Like, uh, rich-ass people. Rich-ass people and stuff. But then you don't see the work that they put in. It's, like, so that's interesting, too. Like, so what you do right now, like, even the fact that you're getting into music after thing, like, you have to have a specific type of mindset for that, right? Yeah. So what was that process like for you, like, in terms of training your mind in that sense? Well, I was just talking about earlier. I was like, I was yeah. saying that just listen to this man more. Okay. <laughs> and then you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, because so. like. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing too. Like surrounding yourself with like inspirational, motivational people. That's very yeah. important with the same goal-oriented mindsets. But And then like also like developing a habit of doing one thing every single day. Yeah. Like before, th- before, I, was, before I decided to do music, mm-hmm. I was making an art piece a day because nice. um because of this guy uh yeah. he he was doing it for like like a year and then almost a year yeah, almost yeah. a year and then he told me his story and then i got super inspired so i was like fuck it i'm gonna do it too right. so then i started doing it and then i did it for like 265 days straight non-stop like even like sunday saturday friday like that's um, pretty crazy like when you think about 265 days like like um from an outside perspective if you tell that to someone make 265 art pieces in a row yeah they're gonna be like fuck that shit i don't wanna do that yo fridays are always the worst always <laughs> like either like when you go out yeah. and then it's like after work is five right and then you go yeah. out like maybe for dinner plan and then go partying so yeah, it's like like leave at home at seven or six mm-hmm. you have like 10 minutes to draw so like fridays are usually like the shittiest or like mm-hmm. like getting like after a long night going out like taking right. a bunch of shots go so ham and yeah. go back home and it's like half drunk half awake and yeah. try to make an art piece while passing out on the chair but that, that's the practice in of itself right so yeah it was it, pretty fun i yeah. like it a lot so if you guys don't know there's a guy by the name of uh people and i think his real name i'm not sure what his real name is i know his last name is winkleman but he's like the legend in regards to creating yeah, such daily a legend, art man. pieces yeah. he's so, been doing like a le- 12 years now? 12 years. Every yeah. single day. Every How crazy single day. is that? That's fucked you know, So while I was working in the industry, I want to say like two years in, like I came across a video of his and he was just talking about how he does his process and how it's just a matter of getting over the fear of doing something to perfect 
perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the daily, like even if it's shit, you get those shit ideas out of the way, you put it to the public and you become numb to the, I guess, identifying with your art piece and making it your baby, right? Because yeah. that's what a lot of people do when they create something. They're like, this is me, I'm portraying it. Like if someone critiques it or whatever, they get affected. Yeah. But that's the whole entire practice of uh, the dailies as well is like, just doing something and not giving a fuck about what anybody thinks. Yeah, exactly. And then once you get past that, like you, you're not confined to your mental limitations as far as like fearing judgment or fearing, because then it's an ego thing at the end of the day. Yeah. And then you need to experience. Yeah, so even then. when I was doing it, same thing. And then the best way to do it too is like uh, a lot of goals and all that kind of stuff is um, when you tell other people that oh I'm gonna do this. Like that was another way to reinforce my willpower and discipline. It's like. You kind of make these promises to yourself, but through other people as well. And then it's like, then you follow through with it. Yeah. So that's what happened to me in the beginning. As I was telling people, I'm actually going to make dailies. Like I'm going to make a daily piece every day because I was excited about it. And then after a while, your mind kind of comes back at you. It's like, oh shit, I'm going to make a piece of art every day. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. And then there were some days, like this, I did seven days, I was excited, I was hyped, I like created seven art pieces. By the eighth day, I was like sitting at my computer, I'm like, I don't know what to make. But then it's like, you just open the program, you just, it's like, you let your mind do its thing. And then there will be some days where it's like, oh, what will people think? Like, would people like this? But then you overcome that, you're like, I'm not doing this for people, I'm doing it for yeah. the sake of doing. Yeah, exactly, not about, but, not about the likes and shit. But that's... That's so it breaks that whole social media aspect of thing where we're doing everything for the sake of people watching you and you need to disassociate from that and yeah. it's like and that's how you become legendary at any practice that you do because like people don't see you whether it's an athlete going waking up at like four in the morning and going for runs or whatever like you don't see that but then when yeah. you, when they're performing of course you see that and you're like oh look this guy's talented this guy is uh, yeah, gifted, gifted. Yeah. and it's like no fuck that you know again. <laughs> So, so even with you, like now you're in the, you're diving into music and you have that willpower and discipline instilled and so how's that going for you so far? It's, it's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. So after, after that, um, habit of, um, doing something every single day mm -hmm. and then I realized that I wanted to do music mm -hmm. and then so I started translating all that energy into making music every day. And then I started setting micro goals. I, I started setting like a main goal and then I started setting all my micro goals. I was like, oh, like I want to go into like a professional studio. Mm -hmm. I want to perform for people. Uh, I want to have songs on Spotify, iTunes. I didn't even know how to get those on, mm -hmm. like on there at that time. And then, but yeah, now they're all checked. Like it's actually pretty crazy like how the universe works. It's like, yo, I want to do this. And then I, if you actually just start doing it, Mm -hmm. eventually it will happen and it will lead towards the the path that you want to be and then even though right now I'm on the, like the very basic level mm -hmm. but uh, it's happening which is kind of cool yeah so what are the yeah. ups and downs associated with that like if, if you were to give tips to someone that I guess has these dreams like let's say there's someone that wants to become an artist a musician or whatever yeah mindset wise mindset wise yeah I think I think I believe in two things. Uh, mm -hmm. One is um, taste. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you have good taste, you'll make amazing product. Mm -hmm. And you have good skills, you also make amazing products. Mm -hmm. But then, if you com can combine those two at the same time, you can make something that's above, like bigger than you. So skill and taste. Yeah, skill and taste. And then, 
so the most important thing is like those two things you gotta learn how to um, develop your taste and de develop your skill and then by that you gotta do it every single day and then it's like basically not never give up because there's no such thing as a failure there's only experiments mm -hmm. and then if you just keep on trying eventually you'll break through walls and then you'll climb higher and higher mm -hmm. and then that's just how it works for everything like if you never give up you'll never be a failure period mm -hmm. yeah that's uh, another thing that i noticed too is like a lot of people whether it's like fitness or anything like that same thing like that's why i see like people that go to the gym or have like a routine or anything like that it's like they're already so far ahead in like in terms of like that the game of self-development and growing and applying that to work ethic or whatever it is that you're doing because it requires like you plan everything you eat according to how you plan you put in the work slowly and then you see the results down the line right and then as i mentioned before some people are like yo i want to go to the gym it's like i want to get fit it's like do you want it or do you like actually want it like are you yeah. gonna put in the work and then not many people have that understanding of it's a very slow process, right? Yeah. And the fear of failure there too is like the, the same thing as that instant gratification thing. But once you can bypass that and realize like even, and I'm guilty of that too, like in, in terms of um, whether it's personal projects or at work sometimes. But it's like when you have that outside perspective and you're like that discomfort that you feel, that resistance that you feel, it's more of like these are growing pains. Like once you label it as growing pains, kind of like when you're at the gym, you're pushing through that last rep or whatever. It's like, yeah, it hurts now, but eventually I'm going to grow from this. Yeah. And then same thing. You go to sleep the next day, you wake up, your brain is wired. You have all those patterns, those, your neurons are linked in a way where it's like, okay, this is easier now. And it's yeah. like, what's next? What's next? And you get into that rhythm and flow. Um, but yeah, consistency is also key, I guess. Like, <clears throat> it that's is. why, as you mentioned, doing things on the daily. Yeah. If you have a main goal, um, that's good. And then, but remember to set up all the micro goals, like those daily steps, like mm -hmm. those are the ones that you should really focus on. Cause like you have to be present. Cause if you, mm -hmm. so for me, like I kind of fucked up for a little bit for the past like six months, mm -hmm. I was so focused on my final, like my main goal, the end and point, the, the end point. And right. then, so I wasn't really enjoying the, the process of like the, right. the, the, the making. And then, mm -hmm. so I was like studying all different artists, all the great artists that came before me. Uh, studying all the different genres, mm -hmm. listening to a bunch of different types of uh, beats, mm -hmm. um, even like the ones that people don't even listen to. And then I enjoyed it, but also frustrated. Right, right, right. Like, it was like so, it was like very, a lot of pressure. It was like shit. Yeah. Like, I don't think I have enough time to get to where I'm at. Right. Where I want to be in the next like three three and, and a half that years. that leads to anxiety. And yeah, then that leads to anxiety and, and then like a lot of pressure even though like the the learning curve was like mm -hmm. increasing like tremendously but um but it was enjoyable yeah, i think that's another thing to a lot of people like the reason why they're not content or happy with where they're at in life is because they feel like they should be they're not where they should be yeah but in reality it's like where you should too. be is like never gonna come because you're gonna be here now all the time are you gonna put in the work and like eventually reach there because once yeah. you reach there it's not gonna be like okay i made it everything is perfect now yeah like no. that doesn't ha exist in any situation whatsoever 
so it's like a false uh, ideal like ideology where it's like yeah i will be happy when abc is complete it's like no if you think about and backtrack to anything in life like it's always the constant growth process the path that you take yeah it's like once you reach that thing you're gonna be like okay what's next right because that's just how the mind works like we constantly want to uh, focus on what's next yeah um, so yeah, even when you become famous or whatever, like you perform, do your first performance or whatever, you're going to be like, your mind is automatically going to be focused on the next goal. Yeah. Exactly. Whether or not you associate the negative emotions with that in terms of like, fuck, I'm not there yet versus, all right, we're going to follow this path and level up one step at a time. Like there's a good analogy in that regard. Um, it's like building a pyramid, like even at work or whatever it is, like, it's like the if you look at everything from a very broad perspective and you focus on like everything at once, like if you're building a pyramid, you want to focus on putting that first block down and yeah. then you do it one at a time and eventually you build a nice foundation and everything will build it'll be perfect in terms of being a pyramid. Versus if I'm thinking about the top, I'm going to be frustrated because then I'm going to be thinking about all the other thousands of pieces that I need to put and I won't even be putting the first piece. Because I'm, be I'm just in that loop of like, yeah. fuck, I need to do that one. But then if I don't, don't do this one properly, is that one going to work? You just got to do it. But that's the thing. If you put the first piece and then you go to the next one, the next one. And then even in regards to like, there's another analogy in regards to um, where you were talking about um, in terms of like skill and like, improving and uh, not taking action and just like researching everything, right? So a lot of people, I think I talked to you about this the other day too. It's like <clears throat> there's a... I guess it's a metaphor or analogy where you have to have a balance in between sharpening your axe and cutting wood. Like yeah. if you if you're always action 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 go 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 your your axe is gonna get blunt, and then as much as you work and you're gonna be burnt out. Like you're not gonna be able to cut as much wood or whatever it is like in real life. If it wouldn't you be as easy. It wouldn't be as easy. But at the same time, like you have to sit down, rest, and like sharpen your axe, which is like research, development, growth, and then you yeah. go back at it. So you have to have a alter. You have to alter that sharpening of the axe and going to cut. So if you do either or, like if you focus on one more than the other, you're gonna be stuck, right? Yeah. So that's important as well because that's another thing in today's day and age too. People become overwhelmed and, and I'm guilty of that too where they take too many things on their shoulders and they're like, I want to do this, 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 and this. And then you get so overwhelmed because there's so many things on your mind. You don't know where to begin. Yeah. And then eventually you burn yourself out from just thinking about how you're going to approach everything. And then at the end of the day, it's like if you're going to do it, you're going to start at point zero regardless. Yeah. So just just start there and yeah. take it one step at a time. Because a lot of people want to take the shortcut. But yeah. there's no such thing as shortcut. Like you there's have to build a, yeah. a solid foundation if you want to reach like a very high level yeah. of success. It takes a lot of knowledge, a lot of time. And then the shortcut is just to do it. Yeah, exactly, shortcut. right? So yeah. the less time you spend thinking about what you're going to do, you, you just sit down and kind of go with the flow and take action. Yeah. And... That's like, that's a common thing that people like require to be told, I guess, and like to be reminded of. Yeah, but sometimes people yeah. like I'm guilty of this too. Like, yeah. you just go in. Sometimes you just overthink things, yeah. and then you just go into that deep spiral of like, oh yeah. fuck, what if, what if, what if? But yeah. but in reality, what if doesn't even exist. Yeah, what if yeah. doesn't even re exist until yeah. you just do something about exactly. it. Exactly. And then so yeah, it's time to wake up, people. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's another thing too, I guess, like being, and then that comes down to, boils down to being present and mindfulness and aware and because like all that energy you have towards like being anxious about the past or like fearful of the future or whatever it is, like, or depressed about the past, fearful, like anxious about the future. Like it takes away from you taking those steps in the present moment to reaching whatever it is that you aspire to reach. And, um, everyone's guilty of that. So it's like you need daily maintenance, if anything, and. And those little, whether it's meditations or breathing or like just being mindful of what you're doing or writing down anything, like just step-by-step guide and like kind of envisioning like, okay, I'm going to do this. Then it's like breaking it down. And then it becomes a lot easier. And then you're not mentally drained when you reach the point where you're going to take action. So, but at the same time, it's like we're coming from a place like me and you because we've experienced all this kind of stuff. Some people don't even experience this kind of stuff. And then they're like from the outside and they're like, why don't I have this, this, and this? Or why don't I have that, that, that? And you realize like as you level up and grow your priorities and what you want will change as well, right? Yeah. So that's also very interesting. So even though like in terms of like what you're pursuing, you know, like, that can all shift into another direction, right? Because like five years ago or whatever, you wanted to be in an animation studio. Or like for me, for example, I wanted to work on feature films. It's like now my trajectory has shifted so much, right? Yeah, same here. I used to yeah. want to like build like a animation studio with like a bunch of my buddies. Yeah. So and then now they're all doing like similar things, but now everything actually makes more sense because like right. one of my close buddies, like he's a director, yeah. and then I turned into music, and then we actually made a music video, mm-hmm. and that song's called Late Summer. You can go check it out. Um, <laughs> Self promote. It was like um, iTunes on iTunes, Spotify, and all of that, you know, nice. all that, you know, all yeah, those stories. I'm probably going to add all of those. Uh, <laughs> it's <links>. right here. <laughs> uh, but, so. but yeah, so, and then we started, we started uh, shooting together instead, and then he directed one of my uh, music video, and then it turned out crazy. It was like one shot mm-hmm. from start to end, and then we started filming from um, 8, p- 8 p.m. till 6 a.m., Mm-hmm. It was a great long ass time, but yeah, that was um. It was kind of it's kind of interesting how like everything falls into places organically. Yeah. And then you need to have that mindset though. Like you manifested a thought into existence, which yeah. is crazy, right? Yeah. And then when you do that, eventually everything usually falls in place because like when you take it one step at a time, you're gonna be looking out for those opportunities to arise, and you're gonna be prepared for those opportunities. Yeah. And. I it's think like, that's the same too. Like luck is like what opportunity meets preparedness, right? Yeah. And that's when you get lucky. Like there's situations that arise and like, oh shit, I'm so lucky that I got this job. Yeah, it's, but like, it's actually not luck. It's like no, you were in a situation where you were actually ready and prepared, and you yeah. hopped on that opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So you can say you got lucky, but there might be. And then there's also like so like people that um works really hard. Yeah. And have been always seeking for opportunities, but they don't. Right. But it's not because opportunity wasn't there it was always there but sometimes you just gotta see it yeah it's so like opportunities are like everywhere but you just gotta sometimes even though it might be negative but yeah you just have to like mm. turn it to positive but yeah so this is gonna be one of the many podcasts yeah, that we oh have shit. this one's this How one has more of a probably like an hour really bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I might have to cut it short might be I yeah, cut it but, but fuck it yo y'all just gonna watch the whole thing <laughs> So, yeah, that's the vibe that we're going to be going on. We're going to be riffing about, I guess, I guess getting to know people inside, mindset, personality. Like, actually, yeah, know, actually people. know people. Actually know people, yeah. And casual vibes all around. Yeah. 
I will come back. You'll see me soon. Like, maybe I'll come back after my next tour. I don't even know when I start touring. <laughs> Alright, that was the first episode of G2K. Respect. So good.